Hey there, it's Anna Runkle here, also known as the Crappy Childhood Fairy. And last week, in the first video in my series on isolation, I talked about how common it is for people with CPTSD and childhood PTSD to experience being isolated and being lonely. And yeah, loneliness is part of life, at least a little bit for most people. But for people who experienced early trauma, it's like a curse many of us carry that touches everything in our lives and almost never gets talked about. So in this video, I'm going to keep talking about isolation, along with one of the biggest obstacles to healing it, and that's the fact that people are triggering for us. It's just true. Oh my gosh, people are intense. They're sometimes angry or annoying or dangerous, and they sometimes seem to be judging us or manipulating us, or sometimes they're just so cool and beautiful, they're intimidating. It doesn't take much with us. The dysregulation of CPTSD gets triggered and we lose confidence in our ability to be in that moment without making a fool of ourselves or hurting someone. And those feelings can leave us with a powerful impulse to pull away and hide, to isolate. And we have a hundred ways of doing that. Now, remember, when we say isolation, we're talking about an unhealthy, sometimes involuntary lack of connection with other people or a total lack of relationships. Some people isolate in a big, obvious way, but some of us are sort of secretly isolated and we've developed an ability to withdraw from real connection even when we're in a crowded room or part of a family that lives together or even inside of a marriage. And it's hard to stop isolating, almost as if the isolation had a mind of its own and was trying to sabotage us every time we start to get close to people. It's kind of like an irrepressible urge to get away, to get safe and away from the person in front of us, sometimes by any means necessary. And it might look like we just drop them or we might act angry and unreasonable so they want to drop us. And we're usually not consciously trying to do that. It's not, it's not really what we want, but then it happens so fast and we did it. It feels sometimes so impossible to control, like, like a burst of coughing is hard to control that we can suppress for a minute, but it has to come out eventually. And logically, you think, I should be able to stop doing that, but it just keeps happening. So if you experience neglect and abuse as a kid, you probably know what I'm talking about. People trigger you. When we're triggered, we say the wrong things, we get socially awkward, we might get too emotional or just generally be too much for other people. So we've learned to control this triggered reaction by avoiding people, either by staying very peripheral and superficial or by actually staying away from people. There's a certain common sense to this when you're in the early stages of healing and you have no other way to prevent a big rush of dysregulation from just hijacking your life. And you feel like you just can't go through that again. And so you keep your distance, you stay on the periphery of groups, you avoid opportunities that would require you to show up consistently. You struggle to genuinely commit to another person, even when commitment is what you want more than anything. And this kind of isolation can hollow out your life just as badly as living in a cave. Now, for some people, pets fill the gap. And thank God for the unconditional love of dogs and cats and pets. For a lot of hurt people, they are the first beings that they can let back into their lives. And some people are so hurt, that's all they can manage. But to live fully, we're going to have to connect with humans at some point, as flawed and cranky and pushy and needy and triggering as they sometimes are. So why are we so sensitive to people's normal ways? For one thing, we just didn't learn this stuff at home. 
when other kids were getting pep talks from their parents and being taught the nuances of interacting with people and what to do and what not to do and what everything means, we were more or less outside of all that, just completely on our own emotionally, making mistakes, saying the wrong thing, being mystified why we seem to have pushed people away. Ideally, we'd have learned how this all works earlier, but here we are in adulthood with an opportunity to learn it all right now. So the first thing to just accept is that being connected to people is going to involve some getting triggered. And it's worth learning to deal with that because in the long run, avoiding people will only make the problem bigger. And sooner or later, we want to get some control over the trigger mechanism without isolating, just so that we can tolerate being around people and maybe just maybe cultivate some true friendship or maybe even a romance. Now, the next thing is to learn to calm the triggers. And to do that, you need a way to notice and then lose the substance of that trigger, which is actually fear. When you're triggered, a thousand fears are flooding your being, just overwhelming you. So the art to reducing triggers is to notice and lose each of those fears a little at a time as you slowly take steps to connect with more people. You interact a little, you get triggered a little, and then you deal directly with the fears that came up. And then pause. And then you do the cycle again interact a little, get triggered a little, and then deal with the fears. Now, some people seem to be able to just let go of fear, and I'm not like that. I can't actually lose fear at will, and that's why I use the writing technique you've probably heard me talk about. And if you want to try that, you can. Um, you may want to check out the free course of mine where I show you how to do it. Hundreds of my subscribers are finding it really helpful, and if you're one of those people, I invite you to share your experiences with others in the comments section below. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.